Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 225 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am once again joined by Lightning in a Bottle, your FSW Women's Champion, Sandra Moon. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I am once again joined by Lightning in a Bottle, your FSW Women's Champion, Sandra Moon. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate you for having me back on. Of course. And I just want to say, first of all, I'm proud because last time, I don't know if you remember, I kept wanting to say Sandra Moon Pie because of your Twitter, but now I've got it down and I'm wearing your hat today. So I'm super excited. Oh, thank you. You know, a lot of people call me Sandra Moonpie. I almost got announced as that for a show because they thought that was my actual ring name. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. It, it has a certain ring to it, though. But, of course, we're here to talk about Sandra Moon. So, firstly, Happy New Year. It's been almost a whole year since the last time I've talked to you. So, how are you feeling now that we're, I can't believe we're in 2022 now? Yeah, I'm doing pretty great. I think there's a lot of, like, exciting mystery to it where it's like it's starting off really awesome for me and like my friends so it's like just trying to see what the future holds and how to kind of maneuver through it is exciting to me I guess the mystery of it all I know and I mean you've certainly started off the year with a bang which we'll talk about in a second but I mean looking back on your past year of 2021 what are a couple things personally or professionally that you're really proud of because there's a lot there is a lot um I'm like I don't even remember what I did last year (laughs) um I don't know I would say um around the same time last year I did make my debut in Indiana Mm -hmm. uh for Paradigm Pro Wrestling and I think that was honestly one of my most like memorable feet like feats of last year because it it really jump-started my career it opened me up to a whole new like world in the midwest where it's like new people get, getting me awesome wrestlers like billy starks and kayla cassidy and like jay rose and just everyone that i know now it's like it has completely turned my life, life upside down so it's just like i think that would be definitely one of my more memorable feats and i'm like i don't remember anything else <laughs> um you're forgetting a big thing that happened in august young lady in August when I won the FSW Women's Champion. You did. You did. I did. I did. No, yes. Uh, that was also, like, a really big turnaround for my career, too. No, yeah, like, I worked up, basically, I started my career at FSW, and for five years, uh, just working really hard to get to that point of becoming a champion and a face for that company that I started out at. It's just very rewarding, and... I think another awesome thing that happened last year was Grap House, getting mm-hmm. to like start my own promotion with my best, closest friends, um, Adriel, Lazarus, Chris Mounts, Jody. 
Definitely. You have really done it all. So, I mean, we'll talk about both of those for a moment. First of all, like, again, congratulations. I mean, you overcame Maserati to become the FSW Women's Champion last August. So, I mean, after like five years of hard work, honestly, did it feel surreal for you to win that championship? Or how was that initial moment for you? It was. It was such a like a long buildup to finally get this feud with Maserati, you know, after facing her so often and so much, because I basically came up in my career with her, and finally just, like, feuding and, like, having it all just sort of marinate and become that one moment, it was it was surreal. And after such, like, a long weekend of wrestling, it all leading to that point just completely, like, it, it took everything out of me. Like, I poured my heart basically into everything that I did and for that to kind of be the end goal and like the top off of that weekend it was it was surreal and it's like it's memories that I could never imagine just recreating of course I mean it's magic you still are the current and reigning FSW women's champion you've had a couple of successful title defenses but I mean on the other end of the spectrum like you just said you've kind of cultivated your own promotion now so for the listeners who maybe don't know can you give us a little bit more insight into this yeah, of course. Uh, we help run basically just Grap House, Grap House um, in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is a hip hop, hardcore, uh, very, very fresh face to Las Vegas wrestling compared to you know like Future Stars of Wrestling mm-hmm. or Pride Style or Versus. It, we offer something different. It's all just inclusive and stuff that we just want to see. You know, more things that we want to see, more intergender wrestling, more. Of everything, really, just a, a place for people to feel included and just be absorbed and like enca- encapsulated into the moment of like just being there and wrestling. You know. Now, how involved are you in Grap House, and what is like your exact role in the promotion? Oh, so we basically, um, I, me, Lazarus. Adriel, Jody, we all basically just kind of play a part in like promoting it and mm. finding vendors and just sponsors. Um, we do have an owner, Chris Mounts. He basically runs our merch, our graphic design, our photography, and he books it for the most part. So he just like gets our insight on several things, but mainly he's just kind of like every, the backbone of it. And we do what we can with our, our sort of name and networking to see what we can do to kind of alleviate some of that stress. So you're kind of getting a lot of like the, not background, but more behind the scenes, like roles and jobs that goes into creating like a whole wrestling promotion. So that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's way harder than I feel like people kind of give it the credit for. So anytime I run into promoters or anything, it's a big applaud to them because I can't imagine people who only do it by themselves, let alone like we have five people kind of doing everything running around. So on both ends of the spectrum, then, what has been the most challenging aspect of basically running behind the scenes? Obviously, you're not alone, but still. And what has been the most rewarding for you thus far? I would say the most challenging aspect is just kind of making like venues, like venues Mm -hmm. and trying to find different places to where, you know, when there is so much wrestling in town, it's like you want to provide something different. Um, but it's like just trying to look for a different feel and really in capturing like the overall vibe of what you're trying to do, you know, so you want a place that can kind of thankfully match up to that. But it's like finding venues is so hard <laughs> and like accumulating all the money and everything. It's like you don't want to like underpay or do anything yeah. like that. So it's like 
trying to get like your your lovely sponsors and people who are willing to promote and do all that I think is definitely the trickiest part but one of the most rewarding part is I guess just kind of seeing the show come together with all the wrestlers like knowing that they're having a great time and like feeling comfortable where they're at where it's like a lot of you know there's just a lot of things that go into wrestling that can make it a not so good experience for the wrestlers so it's like being able to provide such a a safe and like homely space that people enjoy doing their craft and are loving the experience with it. it it's honestly the most rewarding part of course and i mean you have accomplished so much over the last year and i mean we'll talk about this year in a sec but what are some of i mean honestly how do you get even better from here so what are some of your personal or professional goals you really want to accomplish this year oh let's see i think i really want to just travel to the east coast more and like Mm -hmm. if i could go out of the country that'd be perfect but i think traveling more is always on like my my list where it's like i want to be able to explore different places especially on the east coast where i like being from the west coast and kind of just being everywhere it's i just know that there's so much more out there so i think just the lure of going into the east coast is something that's really big for me right now now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was your recent match against Becca at Wrestlers Lab, was that your East Coast debut? It, it was. Mm. Uh, I wrestled in, like, the furthest east I've been was at, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so, for Polly M. Colts, but yes, that was the furthest east I've ever been, and then this Saturday I get to go to Florida, so it's, like, kind of crazy how, like, back-to-back they are. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you're going, too, from the northeast to the southeast, definitely different climates, girl. Um, like right now, so I'm from like you came, you went to Jersey, then you went to New York City. It's been a, oh my gosh, I just realized, did you go? You went to New York City in like the midst of like a a at least a blizzard because I'm on the complete opposite side of New York, but we got hella snow here over the weekend. I just realized, girl. Yeah, because we I wrestled in New Jersey at the lab, and then our flight actually got canceled at one in the morning, (laughs) and they were like, "Oh, that's perfect." So then they were luckily able to take care of us for the extra day. And then we were like, hey, like, let's go to New York and not kind of taking into consideration, like, why our flight was canceled or anything. (laughs) But yeah, we went and took a train to New York and then it was just snowing. It was the first time I've ever really seen snowfall like that. Being from the West, like, we don't really get anything crazy like that. So it was an absolute, like, it was a dream. Tell me more about your experience there in New York City. You're very because I remember when I went to New York for the first and only time, and it was just a like completely different atmosphere. No, it was so. It's like our flight got canceled. They took care of everything. We, um, one of our friends, uh, uh, the wrestler Doctor Cube, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he sent Jody um, information on how to use the train because we're like we don't know how to use a train, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he told us how to use the train, so we took the train that took us to a subway that led us to Penn Station, and it was like, that was already crazy enough, because, like, Jody had, like, a lot of us had never even been on a train or a subway mm-hmm. before, so it was funny as that, and then once we got there, it was just a lot of walking, and we got coffee, and, like, kept walking in, like, the, like, the buildings it the, like being in vegas like you get to see all the casinos yeah. and everything a lot like those were actual just like skyscrapers that i've never like kind of seen anything like that before and it once we got to like the sites and we visited the nintendo store ate pizza it was just like it was crazy i ate my heart out <laughs> yeah so i mean what are your thoughts on new york style pizza it was beautiful as an avid lover of amazing food, I, I I was sold on it. 
and I had a cheesecake that was like a carrot cake. So it was like two layers of carrot cake, a big cheesecake, and then <laughs> more layers of carrot cake. And I was, I was in heaven. How would you say Los? Or how would you say New York pizza compares to your your home Las Vegas pizza? If there even is any difference, you know, I wouldn't. I'd say there's definitely more love in New York pizza mm. for sure. Like Las Vegas, our culture is simply no culture and having <laughs> everything. <laughs> it, it is just a culture of like tourism, you know. So yeah. it's like you don't really get the same sort of. And I get New York is kind of along the same lines of that, or I could see things that were very similar. But it is just a whole different, a whole different feeling in New York, where at least at home, I kind of already get the gist of everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it just with love, I would say. Of course. That. I mean, I loved the food there while I was there. But I mean, besides the food, obviously, because I'm a foodie myself. What 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 was something that what was something else that you were most captivated by during your time in New York? Honestly, I would say it was the weather. The weather really, like, as, like, I am a personal, I love summer, I love the sun, I love everything that has to do with it, um, and I think just being in that moment, in, like, Times Square, like, getting to see, like, the snow fall and the snow all over the ground, like, it, it doesn't get really more surreal than that, mm-hmm. like, you usually see that on, like, Hallmark movies and everything, like, during Christmas time, so it was, like, for it to kind of just be like that when in this miraculous event that we missed that our flight got canceled Mm -hmm. you know it was all just like such a crazy happening where I think the weather and the overall like lights and like tall skyscrapers really just took me by surprise Mm -hmm. I'm curious too I when the first again the first and only time I went there I like my favorite part was the Brooklyn Bridge I don't know if you got a chance to go there but just standing on top of it and then seeing the lights at night with like all the skyscrapers and stuff was honestly truly beautiful I highly recommend it oh thank you I we didn't get to go to any like Mm -hmm. actual sites you know like Central Park or any we kind of just stayed in the like inner kind of city But it, it, but I will definitely keep that on the list. Hopefully, it's not the last time I get to be there. So. Yeah, definitely too. When it's a little less snowy too, just so you can actually yeah, kind was... of enjoy it and not freeze your butt off. Exactly. I was so underprepared. I'm like only prepared for like two or three days. Mm-hmm. Did not bring enough clothes. Yeah, no. But you've kind of gotten a taste for the East Coast now with Pittsburgh and then New Jersey and and New York now. So what would you say that there's any difference between East and West Coast attitude or wrestling in general? Honestly, I would say this, there is such a big difference where it's like I think the styles themselves are very different, the the appeal and like what fans are looking for. I would say there's a very big difference where I think West Coast wrestling is always just like the fast-paced, high-flying, like crazy acrobatic style of wrestling, which I love and adore. And then like on the East Coast, I would say there's still that same love for it, but I think it is way, it's way more personality and characteristic Mm -hmm. and like everyone is sort of just drawn to those big personalities. And I, I, and I love and adore that too. So it's like, it is almost like the best of both worlds where it's like both of them have the amazing wrestling and awesome styles to it. But I think there's one that's very focused on just the actual, just sort of like movements of it all. And there's one that's very focused on, like, the personality and, like, the charisma and draw to it all. See, I find that very fascinating. I have never been to the the West Coast. I honestly, 
I no, I haven't been really anywhere west. It's been all up the east coast, really, for me. So I wouldn't know. So I, I, that's very fascinating to me to kind of you've experienced both to hear about like the differences that you probably wouldn't pick up on unless you've been to both. Yeah, it's 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 very crazy. Or it is um like I think just being in like the lab and just sort of like I'm excited for like what I'm doing in Florida, and I think just like kind of just seeing everything. The way that how separate it is, it's really fun. It's a really fun dynamic that I think gives you just the experience of it all. And I think that's something that I'm just really looking for is experience, you know? So, yeah. Never so really searching. Definitely, too. This was your first time in New York. But talking about firsts, you're also participating in your first Mania Week coming up in a few months, correct? I am, yes. So right now, what is your schedule looking like right now for that weekend? We are looking pretty dry, if I say so okay. myself. Like, there's nothing I really, I don't think there's really anybody reaching out for Mania as far as now. It's hard to kind of see who's running. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely trying my best to reach out to, like, Texas promotions, just kind of seeing what's around there. I, I have, like, a link on maybe one booking that I could possibly have. Can't really say anything about it yeah. now, but I'm pretty excited if that is possible. Uh, but, you know, we have a few leads, but definitely nothing for certain yet. Okay, so bookings aside, what are some of your hopes for Mania Weekend then? Honestly, I'm just hoping to, I guess, network, meet a lot of wrestlers that I've never really met before or anything like that. And I'm hoping to just make more debuts for for promotions that are, I guess, more in the Midwest in that sense where I'm just kind of hoping to get more eyes on me and I feel like, I want to be better prepared for opportunities like that. So I think all in all, just networking and seeing what trying to get the most out of an opportunity like that, that I can want to cut promos like your favorite wrestling legends. SmackTalkShowdown.com is the only place to buy the party game where smack-talking your opponents isn't just encouraged, it's required. Smack Talk Showdown is 550 unique cards featuring crazy characters, vicious feuds, and gimmick matches that help set the stage for your epic verbal smackdown. Go to the extreme with the Lewd Attitude expansion and go head-to-head with promos you might want to keep between close friends go to smacktalkshowdown.com right now and use promo code gal that's g-a-l to get five dollars off of your purchase again that's promo code gal g-a-l for five dollars off your order only at smacktalkshowdown.com well i mean you've definitely gotten a lot of eyes on you very recently sandra And you know where I'm going to go here. So, first of all, I mean, you kicked off your year in, I would say, grand fashion. Like, the first week of January, it aired in Impact Wrestling, where you made your debut against Masha Slamovich. So, can you tell me more about your experience and how you're feeling looking back on it? That weekend was crazy. So, um, a few weeks before that, I was hit up by... Mm -hmm. um, one of like the respondents for impact and they asked me if I was interested in wrestling. And I'm like, um, of course I'm interested in wrestling. Duh. Uh, but, you know, uh, but I used to do ring crew for impact anytime they were in Vegas, like since probably for like years, I would just be the head of ring crew doing ring crew has, wasn't really op- offered any opportunities, understandably. Cause I was still pretty fairly new into it. Um, then like numerous trials. So I think for them to reach out to me to like, you know, wrestle, uh, 
it was it's kind of surreal where I, I honestly didn't believe it. <laughs> like I was so I was like, no, this isn't real. Like it's not happening. So I have uh that was like one of the few wrestling weekends where I was just booked out all weekend from Friday to like I believe Monday was um when we were filming. So then I was in Los Angeles, I had to drive home, and then from there I drove to NorCal, which was like an eight-hour drive, so it was like I was getting no sleep, just on the road, and then from NorCal, I got home at six in the morning, and I, (laughs) yeah, I got home at six in the morning Monday from Sunday, and (laughs) I got maybe four hours of sleep, I was late to these uh, tapings, and then I showed up, thankfully no one really cared, but uh, I was late to these tapings, uh, because I had overslept, and then from there, it was just like, getting everything set up for that match and it was it was just such a surreal moment because you know i'd been in the same building you know like helping doing ring crew but i think to finally be on it was almost like like uh it just felt like kind of reaching that next level where it's like this is cool like this is what happens when you work for things like the universe is gonna grant them to you when you're ready for them you know even though that was probably like the most unprepared i've ever been it, it was it was cool well, I guess you could say all the moon and the stars really aligned for this. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it wasn't, it also wasn't your first time wrestling Masha. And obviously, Masha is now kind of making her d- technical debut for Impact Wrestling, too. So, how is it really uh-huh. being a part in the ring uh, for her? How was it being a part in the ring with her, especially on a grand stage like Impact Wrestling? Do you go into that differently than you would for, say, an independent show? Yeah, for sure. Like they, TV wrestling and independent wrestling are two different monsters mm-hmm. of like their own. And with Masha, like having worked with her before, I think definitely leveled out the comfortability in doing something like that for TV, especially for it to being like a shorter match and a shorter debut. It it kind of made everything just so so easy to kind of get through. Where just trying my hardest in that sense, it's like you get with. You know, with TV, it is them kind of sort of asking for certain things. So it's like trying to do that for both of us. It was honestly, it was like a very gratifying experience being a part of something like that for Masha in her big debut after just being signed by Impact, mm-hmm. which is like such an awesome, like such an awesome thing. It It's just sort of just taking everything into consideration and like being in my hometown and finally just getting that mm-hmm. debut in front of them. It was it felt surreal, you know, they were just shouting my name from like the beginning mm-hmm. to end. So it was like, you know, being that sort of like hometown hero for that sense, it, it was really cool. And it's like, it's not many opportunities like that arise. So I was really grateful for that experience. Definitely too. And I mean, you're, you're backstage with like the likes of like a Gail Kim, a Scott Demore. I mean, that was this. Day. Yeah. That my girl, <laughs> I know. So, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Okay, honestly, that's me. Anytime I bring her up, that reaction is literally me too. Um, I, I'm curious though, did you get any guidance or any chance to kind of pick the minds of any, uh, I guess, of the, the veterans or any of the roster? Um, I wouldn't say I really got the chance to do that, just because they're all they were just so running around yeah. and very busy, very busy ladies. They're just running around. I all all my hats off to them. Um, I did get to, like, speak with Madison Rain as far as, like, everything that she was wanting and, like, advice and, like, what how she wanted, you know, just, like, basically just mirroring what she was wanting as far as, like, what she was having Masha do for, like, the entrances and just trying to make it more grandiose for everything, you know? 
So it's like, it's really interesting just to see the different TV perspectives. Cause I've done, I'm not really too foreign on TV just cause I used to work at like championship wrestling from mm-hmm. Hollywood. And it's like, I've worked TV for a really good chunk of my, my wrestling career. So it's like, it wasn't anything too new to me, but it's like de- definitely a whole different level of just professionalism and everything like that, that I just kind of got to observe and, you know, apply to like how I do in my normal wrestling. I think so too. And I mean, you absolutely deserved this opportunity and I am so happy for you. It was a great chance for you. And I think really you can only go up from here, Sandra. Thank you so much. That means a lot more than you know. I mean, like I said, this opportunity was definitely well-deserved for you. And I mean, you were also recently voted and ranked number one on the Las Vegas wrestling scene power rankings. So... uh, so by so much surprise really honestly yeah but no i it's like yes i know how hard i work and i know that i do but i think i just like i don't know that i undersell myself a lot but i think it just sometimes i don't really expect it especially from something like that I mean, Sandra, you've done you. I feel like you've really grown, and I mean, you're getting these opportunities because you deserve them. I mean, you've won, you had this full circle moment with the FSW Women's Championship. You're getting opportunities on Impact. I mean, it can only go up from here, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I too. I wanted to touch on something that we talked about last year too. Coming, I kind of ties in with Impact. So last year we were talking about to a memorable match that you had with a former FSW Women's Champion who also recently made her return to the independent wrestling scene and is a former Impact Knockout. So do you have any hopes to possibly rekindle that opportunity against High Valkyrie? Uh, OMG! Yes, of course! I, I was actually speaking with the promoter that was trying to book that match, but I was unfortunately unable to attend, you know? Oh. I had already had a previous booking, so, you know, but I know yeah. the universe is going to make this come full circle eventually. So, you know, just waiting for that opportunity to come back again, it, it'll be amazing. But I think just kind of waiting for that. But no, once I saw that, I'm like, it's fucking. It, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. To no, cuss. no, you can cuss on here. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but I'm like, it's over. Like once I get that rematch, that'll be probably the highlight of my career. Just like that redeeming, <laughs> that redeeming factor. I mean, you're the champ now, so theoretically, like. I mean, honestly, FSW needs to book this rematch, except you're the champ now. So, I mean, I want it. Perhaps it's it's in the universe's future sometime down the line. I know. This this is us manifesting this match at FSW. It'll, it's, it's the money, honestly. Honestly, it is. Again, it's kind of like a full circle moment for you. And perhaps now this time that you've grown, you've had you've had the TV opportunities. Now it's time for Sandra Moon. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm so excited for you. You obviously have like your WrestleMania weekend coming up too. So, I mean, talking big picture wise, theoretically in the, the, on the grandest stage of them all, if you could have your own custom entrance music made for you and performed at WrestleMania, which artist or band would you hire to produce it? OMG, My Chemical Romance. That does not shock me after a tweet I saw the other day from you. No. <laughs> like, my commitment to a T. They would just be something, like, super, like, spacey, rebellious. Mm-hmm. 
just everything. They could honestly not even have to make a new song and just let me use any song off the Danger Days album, and I would just be so complete. But <laughs> but I would definitely say my chemical romance would be just a dream. I mean, again, Sandra, manifest it. <laughs> They're going to be in Vegas. This will be my shot. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to pitch to them. Now, have you seen them in concert? No, never. Like, anytime I've tried, like, the opportunity rises, it's, like, so much money. And it's, like, understandably, there's so much money, but it's, like, I don't have 500 dollars $600, $700 to spend on, like, a concert. Okay, fair. Honestly, some <laughs> of these concerts are crazy expensive. Like, even just sitting in, like, the, the 100s are, like, $300 for some of them. It's insane. Girl. Exactly. Like, I need new gear. <laughs> Oh, okay. Do you have any new gear plans or p- visions in your mind right now for gear? You know, I really do. Um, where I think I'm just trying to like, I don't have. I think the color schemes. De- <laughs> it's actually funny that we talk about this because it's like it, it really is my chemical romance, like Danger Days. Where it's like the color schemes going to be somewhere near that, but I think I just it's kind of incorporating like my a gear design that I like. So it's like right now I just got this purple and white set. So it's like, that was kind of me tinkering around with a gear without a collar and gear without it. Just kind of like, just more form fitting. And so it's like, I just, each set of gear that I have is not like any of the other sets of gear. So it's like, they're all unique in their own sense, Mm -hmm. but I'm really just, I just need to see what my wacky brain's going to create next because they're all just, kind of whatever I can create in the moment <laughs> but uh Allie Parker does my gear yeah and she has just been killing it and I just see her do so many other people's gear and I'm like wow like she just kills it every single time and she's just so reliable for me and and there's just nothing that she can't do so I I know with her expertise it's it'll go well either way I'm very curious with your mind because you you're lightning in a bottle. You kind of you have your whole character and persona kind of crafted. And, but I mean, looking at like other wrestling around you right now, is there any other like gear aesthetic that honestly you really find yourself enjoying? OMG, Billy Starks has had this new set of gear. Yeah. And it is the mo- it is just so good and it's so next level for her and I think it is just something where it's like I think that's just kind of like when you kind of start reaching you know levels of change and like how you want to sort of incorporate everything it's like adding more of like those pieces and like the more unique and it, it is just so unique to her too where I know it's inspired by like Joshi wrestling so it's like I think just the craft of it all. I know she's someone with like that has killer gear each mm-hmm. time she gets it made all sets are like unique and it's like I think just something a brain like Billy, of course, is only someone that could curate something so awesome. So I think um, her and Allie really just did such a great job with that set of gear, and I'm I'm all here for it. Definitely too, and I mean she dyed her hair too. It looks like, um, so she's like the blonde and the blue. Mm -hmm. It looks I love it. I love it. Obviously, she's been fully blue before, but like this, it's it's very Joshi, like modern. I don't know how to describe it, but it it mm-hmm. it, it it works. She's constantly evolving, and it, it's it's scary though because she she's like still very young. And just imagine like what she can do five, ten years from now. It's crazy to think like the potential and the trajectory she's going at right now. 
Exactly. She is on track to just be, like, I think that's something so scary with, like, younger wrestlers, like mm-hmm. Nick Wayne, Billy, uh, like, Starboy Charlie. Like, mm-hmm. it is just a matter of time before they get signed or, like, just anywhere. Yeah. Like, they are just on set for such a great track. And I'm so excited to, like, they're all, and they're all, like, super awesome mm-hmm. humans, too. Like, beyond the talent, it's, like, they just have so much to them that, like, they're going to get signed instantly or just go so far, travel, do whatever that their hearts desire just because they're so passionate already and their just talent is beyond belief. Like, I'm excited to see where their futures hold, like, if anything. Definitely, too. And, I mean, Sandra, you yourself have a bright future ahead of you. It's really to the moon and back for you, pun intended. Uh, But lastly, obviously, we're in this brand new year. People sometimes have new resolutions and stuff like that. Do you have any, if you could learn one new skill, whether personally or professionally, wrestling related or not, what would you, what would it be and why? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Honestly, if it's not, if, if, honestly, to do a backflip or, like, a moonsault would be really cool. <laughs> or public speaking. I'm, I have such a hard time, like, doing promos or, like, public speaking. So I think maybe if I was a little less anxious, you know, working on that would be a fun skill. You're kind of doing that right now, though, Sandra. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for the practice. <laughs> oh, to be fair, though, I don't blame you. I, like, hate public speaking i put it off till my very last semester in college that course requirement literally so i feel your pain honestly i know i am just like such an awkward like when i'm in person i am just this ball of energy mm-hmm. like radiating around like always talking but then it's like oh hey we need you to cut this promo and i'm like oh i was like you need me to cut a promo sure and then it takes me like twenty thousand tries and i'll finally find something that's like all right like that's fine but honestly your persona is so like you you kind of have the outlet to be creative as you want since you you have everything with space and the moon you can talk about the you could obviously honestly incorporate a lot especially with your gimmick to where other ones kind of restrict you you can i feel like you can be Mm -hmm. more creative if that makes sense yeah, and, like, that's what someone was trying to tell me yesterday. Like, they're like, yeah, like, do something like this. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm, like, trying it. And I'm like, my brain's empty. <laughs> like, brain empty. Sorry. All my thoughts are gone. But thank you. I definitely need to just go to the drawing board, look at myself in a mirror, and just start talking. It all comes with practice, as anything does in life, though, Sandra. But, I mean, you're doing great things for yourself, kicking off your year in in grand fashion. I'm so excited to see what you have coming up. Obviously, you'll be returning to the East Coast at the time of recording this to Florida in a couple days. But, Sandra, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you again on all your social medias? Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sandra underscore moon with an E at the end of the moon. And then you can find me on Twitter at Sandra moon pie. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. And if you go to any of my links in my bio, there, you can find like my merch through my link tree or anything through YouTube. You can usually find my matches. Um, but that's pretty much it. I must say, I absolutely love your merch on Brain Buster. Like I said, you guys can't see it, but I'm literally sporting your hat right now. Like, I love the whole lightning in lightning in a bottle. I It's honestly a really cool design, too. Thank you so much. I put a lot of effort into, you know, what my next designs mm-hmm. are going to be and, like, how and who I'm 
and craft it. So I'm excited. I have a few new ones in the works, so I'm excited to release those as well. But thank you so much for your support. Of course, you'll have to keep us updated on those. I'm excited to see what you have next. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. And of course, again, thank you so much for joining me again. Of course, we'll have to do this next year, too. Uh, I'm so excited for you. It's been an absolute pleasure again. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and everything that you do for me. I'm excited to see what you have next as well. I enjoy listening to you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. (laughs)